Welcome to the Future of Consumer and Retail podcast by SAP. I'm Matt Gardner, here with my colleagues David Gruen and Randy Evans, all of us part of SAP's retail advisory practice. In this series of episodes, we're going to be covering the strategy of the customer channel, how to adapt your business to be in lockstep with evolving consumer expectations so you can earn increased trust, loyalty, and customer lifetime value. In this episode, we're going to be learning about the five pillars of customer adaptive retailing. And I have with me here two experts on the benefits of this approach and how to make it practical. David, Randy, welcome to the podcast. As this is the first episode in the series, why don't you introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about your professional backgrounds? Hey, thanks, Matt. This is Dave Gruen. I am a CX Industry Solution Advisor with SAP. And I've got retail cooked into my DNA. I've got over 30 years of retail experience, and I've worn a variety of interesting hats. I was a management consultant. I was a CIO in retail for six years in the specialty segment. I spent 14 years at Microsoft wearing a variety of hats, all focused on retail and helping retailers harness emerging technologies to improve customer experience. And I've been with SAP now almost eight years, taking that experience to the next level. Randy? And I'm Randy Evans. I'm an industry executive advisor. I focus exclusively on food retailing, so grocery, drugstore, convenience stores. I've been with SAP for 13 years um, in this role. Prior to that, I spent the better part of 30 years in the grocery business. I worked for HEB in South Texas, American Stores, which is the parent of Jewel in Chicago, Acme, Philadelphia and the former Lucky Stores in California, where I spent most of my time. I spent a lot of time in perishables, really in the business operations side of the food retailing industry, and um, really excited about the topic we're going to talk about today. David, would you be able to give listeners a broad overview of customer adaptive retailing and how it fits into the customer channel as a strategy? Customer adaptive retailing is really trying to harness a moment in time, a a huge transformation that we see going on in retail. That transformation being transforming retailers beyond omni-channel to a single adaptive focus on the customer and giving them the ability or insight into shifting from legacy thinking in terms of retail channels to a focus on the only channel that really matters now anymore, and that's the customer channel. I mean, Randy, you and I have been in retail now for 30 plus years each, so lifespan of an old guy. And it's really been amazing to me in the last 20 years, just the the massive amount of change that has occurred in retail. And I think if you don't really uh, love and adapt and thrive on change, then you don't stay in this business very long. A lot of things change, but then at the very same time, some things absolutely never change. So the amount of change we've seen, think about it, internet, mobility, social networks, global reach, supply chain, booms and busts, and a global pandemic to boot. But there's one thing that has never changed and probably never will change in retail, and that's this core principle of selling the right stuff to people who want the right stuff. Has that been your experience? Yeah, it's interesting to think about the concept of customer adaptive or putting the customer at the center of the universe. If you would ask any grocer, any food retailer, actually any retailer, what they thought about customer service or what they thought about the customer in the middle of their business, they would always tell you customer's number one, customer's always right. But what's really caused this different look is the customer's adoption of technology. 
all of us have devices, whether they're an iPhone or an Android device or something else, where we're utilizing those devices to change the way we think about shopping. And it's really rocking the food industry because it's been a little bit behind when it comes to that concept. And it's amazing to see it taking fruition. And it's amazing also to think about how the pandemic, as egregious as it has been, has really been the the instigator to move that shopper into that digital arena. It was a tipping point. Retailers who had seen this transition from omni-channel into something greater and bigger had been making strides. But there were a lot of people sitting on the fence who were like, hey, you know what, we can squeeze this orange for a few more years. And the pandemic really just pushed a whole lot of people into a whole nother world. Yeah. Customers clearly have evolved. They're more confident, more informed, and more connected than at any time in history. They're much more aware now than they ever were before of their options for purchases. I think the pandemic pushed them into this digital world, rapidly expanded the option paradigm for older consumers who probably never would have gone digital. My mom is 86 years old, and she would have never, ever been a digital shopper. Just not in her, it's not in her culture. It's not in her yeah, some will snap back. Yeah, yeah, she's but she's recognized. First of all, it's easier. She doesn't have to walk around a store and find stuff. But right. it's also exposed her to content that she never knew existed. And the options, ability yeah. to see, absolutely, yep, yep, yep. So it's uh, it's here. Customers have adopted, and it's up to retailers to acknowledge that. What's interesting, they're more willing to establish personal relationships based on trust, control, and perceived value than any time in history. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. The worry on the retailer's side has always been, I'm not going to have a personal relationship with my shopper. My store manager's been the way that I do that because they see the customer in the store. Hey, Mrs. Jones, glad you're here. What can I help you with? That's their concept, their culture of customer service. And now it's changed because the customer said, I'm not going to come into your store, but I want to be known, acknowledged. I want you to treat me like the premium shopper that I am. I think as we've seen the millennials and now the Gen Zs rapidly move into the economic force for the economy, when it used to be in terms of how you establish relationships with customers and how you got to know them is completely different now. I mean, we, we see the Gen Zs literally forcing their values on retailers. What are some of your thoughts about how retailers are adapting to stay relevant with this new breed of consumers? First of all, their ability to understand the demand has dramatically morphed. Like you just mentioned, a, a group of people that have a collective value view of life. Grocers in the past, food retailers in the past haven't really, I won't say they didn't care about it, but it didn't drive decisions. It mm-hmm. didn't make them move to a different place because they didn't see it in the transaction. And that's all they looked at. They looked at the transaction. Did I sell it? Did I make money? Those are the, the two components of the equation. Now it's more than that. I'm providing lifestyle choices. For my customers, I now care about sustainability or animal husbandry or whatever it is. There's a a lot of stuff to think about. But in the past, the collective view of data didn't either didn't exist or it wasn't visible because it wasn't in the transaction. They only cared about the transaction. Now they see the transaction at the end of the relationship. 
not at the beginning of the relationship. And that's a huge mind shift for this industry because they haven't really looked at it that way. The quantity for retailers, in my opinion, is that a lot of them for the past you know, 10, 15 years have really been working very hard to try and keep up with customers who always are going to adapt and assimilate technology in their lives much faster than any business can. But now we've got things like pandemics and societal forces that are exacerbating this level of evolution with customers that almost puts retailers in a deer in the headlights position. And some like, wow, yeah. My opinion is I think retailers really need to aspire to build some type of foundation that enables them to create these compelling customer journeys that constantly adapt to customers that never stop adapting. (laughs) And you mentioned that they're chasing it, right? That's a great analogy. And what needs to happen is they've got to at least get up even with the customer. We just saw with the pandemic that coming from a position of behind means that you're not serving your customer. The lack of inventory, the supply chain gaffes that took place, all of the construct of what happened when the consumer rapidly changed, they couldn't keep up with it. Right. So you got to be thinking about it differently. Well, so here's the good news, at least in my opinion. I honestly see a perfect storm in retail right now that is a, a gateway, a portal, a door into an opportunity for retailers to not be encumbered in chasing these constantly evolving customers as hard as they used to. Because if you think about the things now that customers are demanding, they want you to aspire to know them as individual people, not just their names, their birthdays, where they work, how they prefer to engage with you, their interests, their hobbies, their likes, their dislikes, their social connections, values, opinions, motivations, attitudes. And they want you to use this knowledge to create trusted relationships with them, which has a huge potential to to encourage a deeper level of connection. This is information that if you could find a way to get it throughout the organization, you could treat each customer in a way that inspires them to become customers for life. This can include adaptive, personalized customer experiences, but it's got to be at every touch point. You got to create predictive, hyper-personalized and relevant promotions. Basically, anything that is perceived by customers adding value to their lives. Doing this effectively really has the ability to increase lifetime customer value. David, you mentioned this perfect retail storm. Could you unpack that a little bit more for the audience? Here's the three major uh, forces, the weather elements that are creating this vortex. We talked about the digitally mature customers, and, and they're only more rapidly becoming mature. The pandemic, I think, created much more digitally aware retailers. People that didn't want to talk about digital transformations or understand why they were important, that's no longer uh, nice to have. The third thing are these emerging technologies, and they're everywhere. 5G, edge computing, IoT, the gamut of stuff, artificial intelligence, and the consumer's willingness to use a lot of that technology to leave these digital diamonds lying on the floor. At SAP, we literally see this as a never-before-in-time opportunity to harness these forces to become what we call customer-adaptive retailers. Wow, customer-adaptive retailing. It's, it's just an interesting term. It sounds like it captures a lot. Can you speak a little bit more to what it is and why it's important? Customer adaptive retailing is our view of a higher evolution, a higher level of customer experience maturity. If you look at the trajectory of customer experience maturity over the last 20 years, back when the internet hit, every retailer was 
proud to be multi-channel. I got multiple channels. I got multiple ways to touch a customer and communicate my brand. But that focus was very transactional, very product focused. The experience was transactional. And then over the last 15 years, as the, the web came on, digital became strong, and then mobility hit. I think the, the leading edge retailers realized multi-channel is no longer the game, it's omni-channel. I've got to combine all these channels to have very similar, if you can, seamless experiences between them that focus on the customer. So the focus became the customer and the experience was seamless. We're at this tipping point again, and this transformation now to the next level is customer adaptive retailing, which is really transforming retail beyond omni-channel to a single adaptive focus on that customer with a myopic view of the only channel that matters anymore, which is the customer channel. And that's emphasized by having the whole organization, not just the marketing guys, not just the CX folks, having the entire organization laser focused on satisfying and creating a customer for life out of each and every single individual customers. Because in the context of, of the old way, if you will, that didn't happen, right? There's all kinds of decisions made throughout the whole process that were not necessarily good for the shopper. I like to use a supply chain example. If, if the warehouse manager knows that on the truck exists an order that's going directly to a shopper, because in this world that we're talking about, it's an everyday occurrence, then his attitude about whether or not I receive that truck is going to change. If it's got a customer order on it, it has to be received. It's not an option. So it's a different way of looking at it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. If I had to say, what are the the two key things that get retailers to transition or transform from omni-channel to customer adaptive? There's two things that are important. You've got to have that digital transformation, that technical foundation and business process evolution that enables retailers to execute at the speed of the customer. But as you just talked about, You've got to be a customer-centric culture in, in your organization. Yeah. That culture is laser-focused on this customer channel that I mentioned. And to your point, if every answer to every problem and opportunity doesn't start with how does this affect the customer, you don't have a customer-centric culture. Just like the transition, any major transformation is going to have challenges, but it's also going to have massive opportunities. How would a retailer start their journey going in this direction and starting to realize the value that seems to be the promise of this strategy? I think the first thing to acknowledge is that this is a journey, and that's going to be unique for each retailer, given where they are and their unique goals. But we've got a vision, our customer adaptive retailing vision. There's five core things that we think that you should have in your business. Some of it you may already have, some of it you may need, some of it you want to enhance. But why don't you walk us through what those five core pillars are, Randy, and we can just briefly describe each one of them. Sure. The the first of those pillars is what we call a single view of the business. The definition of that is all of the foundational information that you need to run your business with is included in that concept. The second is customer trust. If it's not the most important, it's in the top two because you're developing the ability to interact with your customer's data and create an environment that allows them to trust you with it. And your obligation is to safeguard it, but also to utilize it in a way that is uh, appropriate to the customer. Personalization, we've talked about it a lot today. It's about addressing the single customer. What do they want? And being able to deliver solutions and answers to that question. Unified commerce, the concept is that we stop talking about in-store and online. 
we talk about unification of the ability of the retailer to see the customer in one way, one channel, and you unify everything else around it. And lastly, digital supply chain, all of the concepts and the things we talked about in the previous four pillars have to come to fruition in the supply chain. That's where the supply chain brings us the inventory to support it, but it also brings us the ability to add margin and profitability to the processes because a lot of the stuff in the past has cost money and the supply chain is where we optimize and bring the inventory to the shopper in a way that's profitable and cost-effective. Wow. So this has been a great overview of this customer adaptive concept. What are we looking forward to in the next series of episodes? So we're super excited about this because it's such an amazing transformational period for retailers. We're actually going to do an episode on all the five pillars that Randy mentioned, single-way the business, customer trust, personalization, unified commerce, and digital supply chain. We'll have an episode exclusively on the customer culture concept. And then our last episode, we'll really focus on how do you get started? Where's the low-hanging fruit? What's this path look like? Because it is a journey, and we're excited about sharing this with you over the next uh, series of episodes. 30 years in the business, I've seen multiple instances of change. And right now, this is the most significant, impactful, perfect storm, to take a phrase from David, for food retailing. There's so much business value here. There's so much opportunity to take the next step in becoming that customer adaptive retailer. Uh, We've said it a lot, but it really is the gist of how we're going to make this work. And we're really excited about not only talking about the content and, and what we think, but also we're excited about the concept of customer success. Because at the other side of customer adaptive is a loyal, passionate fan of your company. And that's really what we're trying to have this conversation about. David, Randy, thanks for being on the podcast and really looking forward to the next episode together. I enjoyed it. I'm super excited about talking with this going forward. And I always love having good retail banter with my buddy, Randy. (laughs) Same here, Dave. It's been great and really excited about what we're going to be able to drop into. We'll see you on the next episode. In this episode, we explored the five pillars of customer adaptive retailing that allow you to focus on the only channel that matters today, the customer channel. To ensure you don't miss the next episode in the series, subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform and connect with us on LinkedIn as we're here to support with the latest retail challenges. Thanks for tuning in and be sure to catch our next episode in this series on how to achieve a single view of the business. 